listener. Hello and welcome to Broadsheet Melbourne Around Town. I'm Katja Vaktul, Broadsheet's Editorial Director and the host of this 10-minute guide to Melbourne. Today we are paying a visit to a tiny new shop selling Spanish pastries that you won't find elsewhere in Melbourne and a new wine bar in Abbotsford with a really interesting approach to its wine list. First though, we're chatting with Broadsheet Publications Director Nick Connellan about some really big news for two Melbourne institutions. Hi, Nick. Welcome. Before we get into some really exciting opening news about a Melbourne institution, let's also talk news that's just broken about another beloved Melbourne institution, the Tote. What's going on? It's up for sale. Up for sale. Okay. What does that mean? Hopefully it means that it can continue as a live music institution. So yeah, it is listed for sale and it's the building and the business itself. And I guess the expectation is that the current owners will sell it to someone who wants to continue that, but we'll see. Tell us about the current owners. Why now? So they were real heroes back in 2010. Um, Basically, the tote had kind of been forced into a really difficult financial situation due to some changes to liquor licensing laws and the pub shut down for six months. And then there were these big rallies around the city that about 20,000 people attended. The slam rally saved live music Australia. Then these guys swooped in and reopened the tote. Everyone was very happy. But now they've just said, through COVID and losing one of our business partners to cancer, we don't have any petrol left in the tank. We need someone else to come and take this over and perhaps broaden the business model. Um, There's talk of potentially putting a brewery on site. I think they may have approval for that with council. So it's like, what else can we do to keep this thing going? Okay, well, fingers crossed that the tote gets some new owners who love live music like Melbourne does. And we have some good news. Okay, on to another beloved Melbourne institution. A1 Bakery, 30 years open now, still has lines out the door. A Lebanese bakery that people travel from all over Melbourne to visit. What is their news? What's happening? They're coming to Fitzroy. Oh, very exciting. What are they opening there? So they're opening another bakery. It's going to be a kind of smaller, slimmed down takeaway version of what they're doing on Sydney Road in Brunswick. Okay. For those who might not know the A1 story, even if they've heard of the bakery, tell us where did this place come from? Let's go back to 1992. So 31 years ago, if I'm doing maths properly. Um, We had two Lebanese couples who opened it together and everyone just loved it. Yeah. Beautiful, fresh pies and pizzas and all these Lebanese specialties. Crispy falafel. Oh yeah. All the good stuff. Yeah. And it's at such an affordable price point and still is. And yeah, it's just continued ever since. Are those original couples still running it today? No, it's in the hands of the sons of one of those couples. So Heichel, Daniel and Anthony are the boys running it now. Now, if you walk into the Brunswick location, like just describe it for people who haven't been lucky enough to, to go there. Yeah. So it's just, it's a classic, you know, there's always the window where everyone's queuing to get their fresh stuff. And then a big area where there's lots of Middle Eastern groceries and stuff, you know, if you want to get pomegranate molasses or rose water or that sort of good stuff, um, you can go and get it there. Every time I go, I go in for the spinach and cheese triangles, but then I'm like, oh gosh, I should probably do some other shopping. I walk out with so much food, like everything looks so good. It smells so good. Is there going to be that grosser element as well in Fitzroy? There will, uh, not to the same extent as uh, Sydney Road. You know, I think it's going to be a smaller premises. Okay, great. When's it opening? Uh, Mid-year, they've said. Okay, wish you'd said next month, but that's okay. I can wait that long. Really exciting news. We'll keep people updated as news comes to light on the opening. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Thanks, Nick. Thanks. From Brunswick Street now to Abbotsford, we're heading to a new wine bar that has a really interesting premise. Here to talk about it with me today is Daniela Frangos, a broadsheet editor. Welcome. Thank you. 
Cardwell Cellars is the name of this place. Okay. Now, there are two owners. You've got a sommelier, typical of a wine bar, but the other, the other owner's background is slightly more unexpected. The other guy, Martin von Weiss, he is a cartographer. Okay. Which is someone who draws maps. How did a cartographer come together with a som to open a mapped wine bar? Yeah, so he had what he describes as a lockdown obsession where he started drawing maps of wine regions, which led to a website called worldwineregions.com where he's drawn like more than 2,000 wine regions around the world. So then that led to him being inspired to open this shop that is mapped, which basically means all the wines are stocked according to country. How did he find the Somme to work with? He found him on LinkedIn. He wanted a wine guy to team up with. So Andrew, the Somme, has worked at Gaia and Lume. So he knows his stuff. Can you give us a sense of the geography, where of some of the wine comes from? Yeah, it's very much about underrepresented regions. So you will find wines from super close by the store, Studley Park Vineyards. Right. So really um, close. Really close. As local as it gets. Yep. And then all the way to like Turkey, Croatia, Georgia. And is there food? Snackies. There are some really beautiful pastries from a pastry chef, Jo Chan, who works at Small Batch Roasting. She's got a side project with another chef who works at Yugen Dining. So like good cred. Yeah. And there's like black garlic canales and citrus oolong tea cake and just yummy things. What's this place like? Is it kind of cosy? Is it more minimalist? You know, wine bars these days, I think they run the gamut in Melbourne from the coziest place to somewhere that feels like you've just walked into a mate's house to really, you know, austere but very beautiful spaces. It is cosy. So upstairs there is going to be art exhibitions and there's like a beautiful red velvet couch that you can choose to sit on and drink your wine and read a book if you want. I should also say that you can actually bring your own food. I'm pretty sure from home, but you can certainly order in whatever you want. This is basically going to be like a very lovely um, serviced lounge room. Yeah, truly. This is a really interesting idea. Obviously, wine regions are something, you know, you walk into a bottle shop and it's also done by wine region, but these guys are pushing that even harder. And I love the education around it. It's really cool. Thanks for coming. Thank you. The next venue we're talking about is also somewhere that transports you somewhere else really effectively with very beautiful looking and very beautiful tasting pastries. And these pastries are regional specialties from Spain. They're the kind of pastries that you actually can't easily find elsewhere around Melbourne. So we're really excited that it's come to have a permanent spot in Paran Market. And here to talk about these beautiful pastries with us is Ruby Harris. Welcome, Ruby. Thank you. Ruby is a broadsheet writer. Tell us about La Colmena. So La Colmena has just very recently opened in Pram Market. It only opened at the end of January and these pastries are unlike anything I've ever had before. They're all from very specific regions around Spain. Cristina Jimenez, who is, it's a one woman show. She's completely running this on her own. She grew up in, you know, different parts of Spain and she's brought that to Pran Market, which is amazing. So her background is not in cooking though. Can you tell us where she started? Because it's a far cry from making regional Spanish pastries. Yes. So Christina was a mechanical engineer, which is not what you would expect from now pastry chef. The precision of engineering and precision of baking. Yeah. There's crossover. There's something in there. (laughs) Okay. So she's decided to start La Colmena though. Why? Yes. So she moved to Melbourne in 2009. She was working as a mechanical engineer. She sort of put that to the side when she had kids and then 
COVID hit and like all of us, you know, there was a lot of time to think and reassess. And she realised that there was this lack of authentic Spanish pastries in Melbourne and she really wanted to bring that to the city, which right. we're so happy she has. Yeah. <laughs> and then La Colmina was born. Okay. So tell us about these pastries. I don't even know if we're going to be able to describe them. You kind of need to see them in real life or in photos because they are, especially one of them, it's like a little architectural masterpiece. Now, we both sent off voice notes last night to <laughs> friends and colleagues to get some pronunciation tips. And I sent mine off to a Spanish friend and she had to send it off to friends and then other parts of Spain because these are so highly regional. So someone in Madrid also wanted to ask someone in Catalonia how to pronounce these. Tell us about some of these beautiful pastries. Yes. Well, I, since I discovered this place, cannot stop going. So my favourites are the pianonos, which they almost, they're like cupcake size. They're quite small. They're layers of syrup-soaked sponge cake and they've got custard and cinnamon throughout and then on the top is a beautiful it's like a creme brulee almost the special that they had on the weekend was the rascon de reyes which is a very special dessert in spain it's only made i think on one day of the year but we've got it as a special <laughs> this weekend so we were very lucky and it's layers of sourdough with cream in the middle and then it's got almonds and candied orange on the top and it is unbelievable in our story there was a Cheesecake? But not a Basque cheesecake. No, a different. different kind. So it's her mum's recipe and it's different to Basque. It's not baked, it's stirred. Yeah. It was funny. She was actually saying that every mum in Spain has their own cheesecake recipe and everyone says their mum has the best one. Yeah. But she was like, my mum has the best one. <laughs> um, so that's the March special. And is she cooking these on site? No. So her house has been turned into a council-approved commercial kitchen. Um, Importantly, council-approved. Yes. Don't worry. It's all, <laughs> all, <above laughs> it's all legal. <laughs> a lot of these pastries take a few days to ferment and rise. And right. so she is up at 5am, first batch in the oven, and then she's transporting it to the market and then back to it the next day. Oh, how good. Thanks, Ruby. Really, really love that story. Thank you. That's just about that for today. As always, you can stay completely up to date at any moment of any day at broadsheet.com.au or on Instagram at broadsheet underscore mel. I'll be back again on Wednesday, same time, same place. Chat then. A listener production.